Welcome to Stop, Hack, and Roll, a podcast about how seven years are symbolized by copper and wool, symbolizing a broad spectrum of emotions, including love, durability, and comfort. I'm Brandon. And I'm James, and today we're going to be talking about how games like Forge in the Dark and the Alien RPG handle stress mechanics, and maybe another game that I won't write. Hey, James. Yeah? Happy seven year anniversary to well, stop back and roll. I didn't hear any of that. I don't know if you're. You didn't hear any that. of that. I heard none of that. Uh, well, it was a, uh, <laughs> a can opening. I'll I don't insert know. a sound effect in case. Uh, yeah, in case yeah, in case it. it doesn't work. And and you can make that sound effect wherever you want. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a can opening. It could yeah. be a, a bottle popping. It could be it's an air horn. Just like an <laughs> please, not an air horn. <laughs> Like uh, a celebration, a clapping of like 500 people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. just like a bah, bah, sound effect from like an old point and click game, you know, <laughs> whatever because, it has to be. <laughs> because seven years ago, way back in 2016, we started this podcast. Uh, somehow still doing it. Yeah. 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 Because we were we were we were spending a lot of time talking about tabletop games and your wife said, why don't you two dummies make a stupid podcast? <laughs> and we said, why don't we make a stupid podcast? Yeah. And, and here we are. For so many times. Uh, and uh, I don't think we've got a whole lot more to say about that. Sometimes we do like a retrospective things, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I don't think we're feeling super retrospective. I think we're just we're doing it. Just forward, chugging along. Thinking, it's a miracle we're future. here. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Every, <laughs> here's our hard pivot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're I mean, making a hard pivot the thing from I'll, RPGs to uh, to just religious podcast. No, just two guys no, no, talking no. about what a miracle it is that we're here. Uh, no, <laughs> um, I will say that I do think the thing that is truly a miracle is that seven years into this podcast, we are finally starting to finish some of the first games we pitched. <laughs> like Passion is done mostly, or the the core game is done. You're working yeah, on the core game's done. Core game's done. Released all that. I, I I mostly finished my my fantasy fantasy football game. I've put in true, some real true. work. I'm closing in on completing a space between. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't think I've worked on any of the early games other than Passion. No, most of them were not good. Like at all. Yeah, most of them were not good. My dog does not like hide and go seek. Oh no. And my daughter loves hide and go seek. Yeah. And so there, there might be a little bit of barking because of those two facts. <laughs> well, that's fine. That's the nature of this podcast. Yeah, and seven years ago, didn't have that dog. Yeah. Didn't have that kid. Didn't have a dog? Wow. Didn't have that dog, yeah. Uh, it was his, um, what birthday? Was it his fifth birthday recently? I think his fifth birthday. Yeah. yeah, remember when we used to record this podcast in person and I would drag all my audio equipment to your house? Yeah, that was that must have been so much of a pain. <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> I miss it a little bit. But uh and now amusingly we live so much closer to yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. It would be so we'll much do some easier. we'll do some in person ones soon. At some point. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that. That's where we are. Yeah. It's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I don't know any thoughts there. <laughs> it's okay if you're not going anywhere. Um, 
So I, I think we have, you've got a topic that you want to talk about. Yeah, I kind of had a breakthrough. Cool, cool. Not, it, not on any of the games I'm not writing. Not on any of the games you're writing. <laughs> not a helpful breakthrough, no. Uh, well, I drew drew a knight guy. Nice. Yeah, going to be adding it to Radcrawl, hopefully this week. Um, And I'm, I'm low-key considering making Radcrawl pay what you want. Because I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how to manage these two separate notion mm. things in a way that makes any sense. But I do think that that is an intrinsic part of what I'm enjoying with doing the thing. So Rad, rad what do you want? Pay what you rad? Pay, yeah, rad pay what, what you pay want. What, pay what you, pay what you rad. <laughs> rad what you crawl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crawl what you rad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm going to figure out. I'm going to figure out ways to be uh building this in a way that is fun for people hopefully <laughs> and uh hopefully he's you know get more people get more people checking it out i want to play it i want to play it too I've, I've been really just like going like hmm i want to play this game <laughs> uh i i gotta get a i gotta we you and i gotta talk about a character for you to be like mm. your like you know if there's because i feel like if i'm sitting down and playing with somebody and i have the chance I should design a character for them <laughs> yeah. that they want to play, right? Like, there's no reason that if you and I are going to play sometime soon, I can't have a character that you're excited about in the game, mm-hmm. as opposed to just the random junk that I've come up with and yeah, made all, so far. All that, all that trash of other all characters. All that trash, those garbage characters. <laughs> a couple of them are, though. A couple of them are terrible, because I was forcing myself into creative constraints that didn't yeah. end up working out. Sometimes you gotta. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they'll work eventually. I'll rewrite them until they work eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So. So let's talk. Yeah, let's talk. What's going on? So I have had. So this is like the game that I've been working on almost as long as as the space between. That's just been chugging on in the back of my brain. It's just one of those games that's on the back burner. It's been it's been boiling for years. Every once in a while I add more (laughs) water. Um, Is this. It starts to go over. Yeah. Is yeah. this? Uh, uh, I want to make a Forged in the Dark game about NASA, the Mission Control yes. game. Yes. And and so every time I play a Forged in the Dark game, I think about it a little bit more. Yeah, and, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I and so like I just wrapped up a, a, a fairly long campaign of Neon Black, which is okay. maybe one of the two best Forged in the Dark games I've ever played. Excellent. Putting it out there, Forged in the Dark. Or uh, Neon Black and Beam Saber, two of the greatest Forge in the Dark games. They're the ones to beat. Yeah. And not beat, but they're the ones to learn from. They're the ones they, to beat. <laughs> Tabletop um, RPGs are zero sum. Zero sum, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but they are the ones out there doing the most innovative stuff with the game engine. And so I think that if you're going to make a new Forge in the Dark game, you've really got to be watching what those games are doing and yeah. how they've tilted the mechanics and unrelated to force the dark i had a this is the thought pro, the thought breakthrough that i had last night um i started playing a game of alien the rpg okay. um by i think it's a it's a free league game alien yes. the role playing game based off of the movie franchise very good game for like for a uh for a game that is 
a licensed property game very good um and very good at uh being a game that is hitting like at the right level of crunchiness for its genre um and just really doing a lot of really good genre stuff to make like it's nice. des- like it's unabashedly like there's a there's a um there's a there's like two game modes and one of them is like the core the core when you do is like cinematic mode where you're just like everyone agrees that what you're doing here is trying to play an alien movie and so like characters are going to die <laughs> cuz that's the thing nice. that happens nice <laughs> um and and there's like just a lot of stuff that works towards that and the um but so all of these things are happening in my brain I'm reading these mechanics and like Neon Black does a lot of really cool stuff with just Forge and Dark in general. Um, Beam Saber does a sort of like chef's kiss change to the assi- the team uh, the team assistance mechanic that is so okay. good. It, it like revolutionizes the way that people should be doing bonds and helping mechanics, and uh, by totally flipping on it, flipping it on its head. And nice. the Alien game does this very cool thing with stress. That I think if you are writing a game that is about stressful situations, whether that's horror, if you're writing a horror game, like you should be using the system it, like or like taking influence from it. It's just it's interesting. So good. OK. Um, and so I think that I want to smash them all together um, and try to come out of it with something that I can use for my mission, uh, my mission control game. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm really looking forward to to, uh, to hearing about this because we, I Forged in the Dark in general I don't have a lot of uh, of awareness with. Yeah. So which of those? Well, so I should say, Alien, the Alien game is not Forged in the Dark. It's just, oh, that's true. That's it's true. It's just unrelated. So which of those three mechanics would you want? Do you want me to dive into first? Because I'll give you a quick primer on all of them. Um, the Neon Black. Uh, well, so let's 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 do. Yeah, you, you know, you know a little more about what how these are. How do you how do you think they fit? So together? The thi- okay, so let's talk about Neon Black because uh, and how it does luck as opposed to um, it, it the way that it does luck as opposed to stress. So in the normal Blades in the Dark, Forge in the Dark SRD stuff, you have a stress bar that you fill up and you take stress by pushing yourself and. Uh, assisting people and when you fill the stress bar it uh it it stresses you out and it causes you to have trauma which uh gives you a little aspect thing that you can then play to to get more xp okay Um, great neon black one of the one of the things that i that i think is in (laughs) maybe maybe this is just sorry maybe this is just a trend of fortune dark i think everything about fortune dark is exactly backwards because all of the things <laughs> where I'm about to say I love this mechanic, it's because they flipped the way that it works completely backwards. So like okay. the thing that Neon Black does is it, it gives you luck instead of stress. And okay. so when you make your engagement roll to like get into the heist, it gives you stress. Like depending on how well you roll, you get stress. And so you have up to nine stress and you spend down. <laughs> And I just think about like okay. thinking about that you have up as to a, nine stress. And you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you spend down as you're doing things. And I just think about flipping it that way makes it a little bit more. It feels like a resource that you're spending. Um, yeah. As opposed. Th- yeah. That and th- totally makes sense. And there's little cool things where like when somebody gets a crit in Neon Black, everybody gets another luck. And when somebody gets a crit, everybody gets another luck. Interesting. Yeah. It's just like this fun little like. Uh, throwaway thing that's just like 
a cool thing happens, so everyone's a little bit luckier. It refills yeah, your yeah. sort of your plot armor a little bit. Um, that's cool. That's yeah. I would not have thought of that. Yeah, it's very. It's just like a small thing. Um, it's definitely a meta mechanic because obviously, just because somebody succeeded really well, but I kind of really like it. Yeah, um, yeah. And the thing that I think I like about it the most is uh, so with Forge Than Dark, like I said. You fill when you when you fill your stress track, you take trauma, which is like a it becomes an aspect of your character. In Neon Black, um, when you fill your luck track, or there's a couple other ways you can trigger it, you you take a calamity, and a calamity okay. is not a thing that ha- it's a thing that happens to that is a thing that happens to you, and it's usually focused on your character, but it's a plot event, not a thing that suddenly develops <laughs> or manifests about your character, like. When you, okay. when you take okay, trauma in Blades in the Dark, your traumas are like, I'm be- I've become like I've become cold and callous, or I've become yeah. obsessed, or confi- or like like I can't focus. But the the calamities in Neon Black are you get captured, or you get exposed, and so like you add more heat to your, uh, you do something like huge, and and you become a little bit more uh, uh, notorious. Um, okay. you are taken out of the action, like you're knocked unconscious. Um, or there's a huge plot twist, like someone who was you thought was your ally reveals themselves to be an enemy. And okay. one of the things that I love that Neon Black does in general very well is the consequences of things are not like just mechanical, like up oh, now you have this this negative thing, but it's mm-hmm. like here's a scene. Adding okay. like 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 um it adds these like between downtime scenes that are really good. But so okay. when you fill your when you when you spend all of your luck, you trigger one of these scenes. And I think the thing about it being a thing that you spend means that you're choosing to trigger one of these. Okay. And so the and so these are these are like full on scenes that are described. They're like, not like no, they're, they're not full on like, scenes, but like so it, the way, what it says is like when you fill your when you when you uh, you select a calamity when you spend luck and uh, you choose one of these things and so like okay. captured is like an unfriendly faction captures or kidnaps your character this is a this is a good calamity if you are outnumbered it's like sort of, they sort of say like hey okay. like we we had this happen to a character when we were doing a, a um, we were trying to escape from the police uh, they filled their luck they took the calamity and it made sense for them to get captured by the police. And then it set okay. up our next heist, which was break into the prison and and get them out. Okay, that that now makes sense to me. I'm sorry, I was having a second that it was just yeah. not. So it's all things hitting. that like drive forward the plot or give you another thing to do next, which I like, as opposed to like taking a trauma as doesn't give you like, an obvious next thing to do. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily tell you what should immediately happen after that. Um, and so. I like that. Um, the so the ways that you spend luck are like you spend two luck to push yourself uh, okay. to get an extra die on your roll. You spend a, a, a luck to help somebody else. Okay. Um, that sort of stuff. And when the, you use all of them, then and when you use all calamity, of them, yeah, calamity. Okay, cool. When you take a calamity, you fill your luck track back up. Perfect, which then frees you up to get yourself out of that situation, too. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Not immediately, of course. Not immediately, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's 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 neon black and the way that it like it does that. Um, I I the thing that I'm trying to solve is like how do I simulate the the systems, the various systems, and and on a spaceship for this launch, uh, or for for the for the the space game, yeah. and have those kind of like serendipitous uh system failures and so this that was potentially maybe one of them like have a bunch of different kinds of failures as your as your things that are triggered by a calamity okay okay one of the things that beam saber does and this is maybe like my favorite mechanic that i've read in any game recently (laughs) is um so in so in neon black jumping back to neon black for a second you okay. are restricted in who you can help. You can spend a luck to help someone and give them a die on a roll, but you can okay. only help people that you have a bond with. Because it represents like that you care about them and and all of that okay. jazz. Okay. In in Beam Saber, you the you you have like a clock. You have like a I think it's like a four a four uh, a four clock. Okay. That represents your relationship with every other or with 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 all the other players like as a whole like you're no, 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 some no. Re- you have one oh, no. per each, with other, each one. per player okay. with each person and the and when you want to help someone the amount of stress you spend to help them is the number of ticks on the clock that you've filled oh okay so the this is where i talk about flipping things so the on more your, on you his head the more because the more you care about them the more them failing would impact you Personally. Honest, honest. Okay, okay. But you get there's like multiple effects to what happens when you help somebody. So like okay. it can be like the stand like the standard assist in 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 a in a Forge in the Dark game is either like they take an extra die or you improve their effect yeah. or you uh you give them a better position or they can ignore a harm if they would take harm or they can ignore damage if they're going to take damage. And so you and you would choose one of those. That's the thing that you're the assist that you're giving them. Yeah. When th- that's like the normal way to do do that with Forge in the Dark. The way the way Beam Saber works is if you have two ticks in the clock, then you spend two stress and get two effects. Oh, wow. OK, so that when that clock gets filled up. Or towards the top, at least. Yeah. Your you helping makes a huge. It has difference. a big effect, a big impact. I forget. I'll have to go back and look. I forget exactly what happens when you fill the clock. Um, yeah, but basically, it has something to do with like you basically like you reevaluate your what your relationship is and set up a new bond um, okay. between you and kind of like an, an HX kind of thing almost. Yeah, and then um, I think you get like a, a you might get some XP or something. It's okay. It's been yeah. a minute. It's not coming to me right now how this exactly works, um, which I probably should have looked up and written down in advance. But uh, yeah, um, but like, you know, that's that's not the part that's yeah, that's uh, clicking the, for you in a way. Just that, that like important. That flipping to say the more you care about them, the more it costs to help. Yeah, is something was like very interesting. I love that so much because normally you would think the more I care about them, it should be cheaper to mechanically to help them. But right. no, it's because you're more engaged with them. You're more like you you're more care invested. if they it's do more the thing. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like I, that. That's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love it a lot. Um, and then the third piece 
Um, <laughs> right, I forgot. This is three pieces all coming together. Three pieces of thing of game mechanics that are like humming in my in my mind right now. Yeah, is the stress and panic system from the Alien game. Okay, which have is, you played Alien before yes. this time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say this is one you've played times. before. Yeah. I've played. We both. talked about its capital ship combat. <laughs> yes, it's yeah, yeah. It's the game that has the cap, the in, incongruous, incongruous capital ship combat. Um, I've played both alien campaigns where we we're playing in the alien universe, and custom campaigns where we we're playing in like a different universe of our own creation. Okay. Um, so the thing that it does that I think is really slick is you have a stress bar that's very much like the stress okay. bar in in blades um but what happens is every da every like point you check on the stress bar adds a die to your pool so if you have two stress like you've taken two stress um, you can do things a little harder whatever you're doing you're adding two die okay that feels like a uh action movie yeah characters that are really stressed out pull off incredible stunts because they're they're but um, when you uh, when you roll, they recommend having like different colored dice for your stress okay. die because when okay. when stress die roll one, the way so the way the the roll the general rolling mechanic in the alien game works is you put together a pool that's a it's a it's the number of your uh, your ability or your attribute and your skill. So you might have like okay. three in agility and. Uh, two in piloting, which is a, an, okay. an agility skill, and then you yeah. would roll five dice. And then if you yeah. had two stress, you'd add two more to that. You'd add, add an additional two, and then there's a result that's yeah. different. All you're looking for is sixes. A six okay. is a success, and the number of successes that you roll has some impact on. Well, you, sometimes you're looking for like a certain number of successes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty harsh. It's pretty like you 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 often don't succeed. Um. It has a kind of like a built in like let's roll forward with our successes like or like okay. um, you're, you're kind of assumed you're going to do you're going to do something to some level you're like you're going to do the thing you're trying to do. But it's like how much how successful are you or how much do you hide from the alien kind of like while you're doing it? Yeah, um, yeah, because because fundamentally that is a, yeah. you know, it's that is genre. a movie that they they they, they know what, they do things. Yeah, but everything things. gets worse. Um, <laughs> but when you, have, when you have stress die. If you roll a one, then that triggers a panic. Okay. Um, where you then go roll on the panic. Uh, there's a table of things you do the, when you panic. The panic. Okay, I was going to say the panic table tells you that a thing you do. Yeah. Okay. And that's everything from uh, like I just lock up and I can't do anything to mm-hmm. you must get up and run uh, away from where you are right now. Yes. And it's so good. Um, and I'm going to pull the panic table up so I can read you some more things. Because it means that, like, as you are stressed out more and more, you are adding more die to your roll. So you mm-hmm. might succeed and still panic. And yeah, those so things you're more don't... Li- and you're more likely each time you add stress to panic and to succeed. Yes. And because of the way that it works, not all the panic things affects uh, cause you to fail. Like you might still succeed. Okay. So when you make the panic roll, you are rolling a D6 yeah. and adding your stress level to it. Okay. So as you're str- as you so as you get more stress, 
you're rolling more, your pool of, of what you're rolling is getting bigger and bigger. So you're more likely, more likely to succeed at the task, mm-hmm. but also more likely to roll ones and panic. And as you yeah. get more stressed, your panic is worse and worse. So like okay. a, a basic one to six panic is like you're keeping it together, but only just barely. Um, okay. A seven Which is if you've, if you've got if you only got one stress, it's you're likely. Yeah. Then you'd only you'd only get that on a six. Yeah. Right. Because you're adding the stress in the end of it. OK. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. So so on a, on a, on your first stress roll, you'd have one stress. You roll a D six. You can get anywhere between one and seven or two and seven. Yeah. So you so uh, you've so, got a two two to five. I mean, one to five on your die. Yeah, you're basically good. And then a seven is like you increase your stress level and you stress out other people. That's the thing that I love about it, too. So it's the you panicking stresses out other people. Um, Great. There are things that cause you to (laughs) to drop whatever you're holding, to freeze and not be able to move, to seek cover, Mm -hmm. to scream and alert other people. A lot of them, if you scream, it'll trigger anyone who can hear you to also have to make a panic roll. (laughs) And so like things like rapidly get out of control. Yeah, as um, soon as one person badly fails a panic test, yeah, suddenly there's all sorts of uh, trouble trouble for everybody, and which could also set off other panics. Yeah, they like, <laughs> I think, yeah, 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 yeah. So you can really oh like, my gosh. we had like one thing where we were all like, we were all together in a in a room. We saw an alien. I panicked and ran, and that caused somebody else to scream, which caused everybody, somebody else to fire, to like, to drop their, their item. And the, then the person who had a gun rolled berserk, which is you have to just like start firing and not stop firing until your gun runs out of ammo. Um, which Perfect. can, which I think did this kill the alien. Like, okay. But like, I was going to say, say this all sounds perfectly alien too. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. This, this, yeah, this is, is like the, right, right. This is the 80s, 80s horror action. The right stress there. and panic system in this game is like, is an incredibly well designed system. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of, so this is what, so this is where like, I'm kind of want to, I kind of want to play around with that mechanic. And okay. and the stress luck mechanics from Neon Black and Forged in the Dark. Because what I'm so what I what I had been thinking was the way to simulate all the different systems in the past was that you would have yeah. like the way that Forged in the Dark has a list of factions that you have mm-hmm. relationships with that I might have a list of systems that would have like relationships with each other so that like, as you like took damage in one system, it would potentially change the number in other systems and things would ripple out yeah. and that kind of stuff. But now I'm thinking oh, maybe, okay, I think I see where you're going. Now I'm thinking maybe I have more of a sort of cinematic thing where maybe you still have that list somewhere, but as like, so I think I want to have a stress mechanic. Um, okay. The game is really sorry. So one of the big hurdles that I've been trying to solve for this game is like, is is play like I don't know that I want you to play astronauts. I think I want you just to play people in the control room, and those people are not usually in any physical danger. So like, yeah, (laughs) is this still going to be a fun thing to play? And I think that having them stress out is is uh, the way to make this interesting. And so maybe the way that it works. Is like if you want to help somebody, if you want to help somebody, you have to mm-hmm. add stress. You take a you take a point of stress, okay, or something like that. To, to whatever whatever yeah, it costs yeah. to assist, 
Um, and then the next time you roll, do the alien add that stress to your roll? So as mm. you're getting stressed out, it's focusing you and you're getting your you're running better. But yeah. if you roll a one on one of your stress dies, that puts one of the systems at risk. And so you would yeah. roll on like a system failure table that mm-hmm. could cause a system failure. And yeah. if you notice a system failure, maybe that causes somebody else to roll on the system failure table and kind of do that spawning outwards of, of rippling effects. Are you thinking that the that the humans are panicking or that the systems that are connected to each other are starting to like melt down together? I'm thinking that that's that's I think a good question. Um I'm, I was thinking more that as the characters are getting more stressed mm-hmm. cinematically, those are the right moments to have okay. heart failures. So it's yeah. like not literally in universe, a thing that this character did caused the failure, caused but that it was just the right moment for a bad yeah. thing to happen because of how stressed they were. Okay. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you were keeping the systems map. Because I could also see a thing yeah, where I might where you have that similar cascading issues of the panic, yeah, on the system side, yeah. But that's maybe less yeah. interesting. I don't know if that's, no, that's more or less. That's interesting. where I that's where I want the cascade of problems to be. Yeah. Um, but I and like I'm trying to I'm trying to take in the like lessons from Neon Black's calamity thing, where like when mm-hmm. calamities happen, when you when you roll on the panic table and a system fails. Like that should be an obvious next action for you and your team to do. Yeah. So. Because there's definitely one version of this where. Where James, the yeah. uh, engineer guy that I know so little about yeah. NASA. That's fine. <laughs> this is a, James on shields um, starts to panic. Yeah. And I'm in the room with you. And so I start to panic too. Yeah. And each of those set off a calamity because it's cinematically appropriate, right? Mm-hmm. There's another version where uh, James starts to panic, which sets off an issue in shields because that's what you're working on. Mm-hmm. And when shields get overheated, well, when shields get overheated, we start to have like uh, an issue with uh with radio like those two processes are right next to each other and so then that melts down and when that happens then this other thing happens and then you like have oh these four things are all breaking we need to fix all four of them because they're going to keep on building their stress yeah that's just that's i think either one is is totally reasonable as a thing to i think that they're I think there might be a middle ground there that is what I'm interested Ooh. in. Like, cause I, I think love that I, I, I have to figure out like, this is where I have to like, at some point I have to start actually writing this game and yeah. trying to figure out if this is too fiddly, but like, because one of the things that often happens when you do a forge in the dark, when you play forge in the dark, um, mm-hmm. is that you have this big list of, of all of the different factions and how they and like yeah. their relationships yeah. to you and those don't change all that much through the game because it's yeah. a big list that like managing a whole bunch of numbers it's like 100 factions would not be super engaging to anyone but maybe me 
Um, <laughs> and so I don't know that like having a big list of 30 systems that all have numerical yeah. relationships with each other is good. But like, I wonder if there isn't a way to say I'm ha- like, rather than having it like, I-, I almost wonder if it's, it's like a there's in forge in the dark you have. Okay. So this, 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 okay. So, um, in forge in the dark, you have a map of your, it's like a non, um, linear. It's not a, it's a, yeah, yeah. it's not a, non, it's a non-spatial map of your hideout. Um, mm-hmm. And you unlock things on it and they're, but they're like, you have to go in order to unlock them um, with like, or if like you don't want to do one, if you don't want to like spend time unlocking and setting up a, a gym, you could go through like another pathway to like Scoot get a clock tower way. and then come that's back a neat around. little system. Um, it's almost I, like a tech tree. Yeah. Like a tech tree. And I wonder if having like a tech tree like that, um, cause I think I was thinking originally that, that was going to be replaced by a map of your launch facilities. Okay. And that like spending up time to upgrade them would be you spending time to upgrade your launch facilities. But now okay. I wonder if it makes more sense for that to be the rocket system that you're using. Mm, yeah. And maybe you change that out over time, but you're probably using like, if you're doing like the Apollo missions, um, you're using the Apollo launch stuff. And so yeah. you have that tech tree that has the relationships with each other. And maybe there's some points there. But then like if you have if you have an engineer, there may be like two or three systems that you're responsible for. And then if you have the navigations person, they have a couple systems that they're responsible for. Um mm-hmm. and so maybe the way that it works is like if I fail uh if I'm stressed out and I fail a roll or I pull a one on my stress on my one of my stress die. And that triggers one of my systems to like have a calamity. Maybe you pan or, or like, and then we, you following that tech tree of which systems are related to that. It causes mm-hmm. if you are, if, if you're on comms and it's related, one of your comm uh, systems is related to one of my engineering systems. It causes you to panic because something starts to like look because wrong. Something's happening on my end. Yeah. Because you're starting to see the failure in my systems through your systems. And yeah. so then you have to run, roll a panic system. It's not like that your character is panicking, but it's that the system is starting to like go bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then spiral out from there. And yeah, yeah. The idea is then that like that causes more things that you have to fix and things you have to fix are missions instead of heists. And yeah. uh, that impact the overall mission. Yeah. Did, did you play Captain Sonar? I w- only once. Okay, I remember playing it once. It's a board game. Um, it's competitive. I I I actually kind of hated it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I but think, I think it's but I think it's a good example. I think Catch and Sonar might be one of those games that is great in concept and bad in reality. Yeah, I, I yeah, it truly it did not hit for me <laughs> on like a next level thing i'm very sorry if somehow the creator of captain sonar listens to this um but uh i could see a thing like that that you've got like some control of systems Mm -hmm. and you're paying attention to those systems and those systems have to do each other and like you have to get information to each other you have to and like having i think having some board gaminess is not bad when 
the stakes to your hero are a little lower. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, like I, I think that having something that you're able to like go and look at a thing and go like, okay, this is like that map that like the, the non non geographical maps Mm -hmm. from blades in the dark, being able to say like, you know, okay, if I do this, then, Hey, every time our comm systems go down, the it won't the the spaceship will won't start turning left yeah uh, you know like something like that even it that does you're like shoring up and managing some yeah. kind of systems because it does then give you that that like having that gives you downtime stuff to like mm-hmm. do i want to spend time figuring out a way to make this relationship between these two systems more robust so they're less yeah. likely to panic which I, yeah. I it feels like it almost needs like the relationship between those two systems is some kind of a like a resistor so that you would like yeah. potentially stop a panic like calamities cascade. I feel like that could be that feels like a fun thing to be able to have. Yeah. I mean, even even rolling to stop a cascade. Yeah. Seems like fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if you were using die pools, your characters, your characters fixie the right skill fixing thing. Yeah. And the resistance between those two systems. Seems like it could be like a thing that you're rolling, you know, especially if. The way like if some of the characters are more stressed out than others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And. Yeah, the only other thing that I haven't figured out is if I want to try to bring in the beam saber helping of mm-hmm. the more. I mean, maybe it's not the. Is it the people that should be related or the systems? Because maybe if, if the systems are more related, you spend more dice or cost you more to to help. I don't. I, I haven't figured. I haven't figured out what helping yeah. looks like yet. I think. Okay, and helping does seem like something that would be relatively. Yeah. Involved in this, there I can are- see. There are, I can see that there feeling are good. Exactly two things that I know I want in this game a hundred percent. Which okay. is that I want to have flashbacks, because Forge okay. of the Dark has flashbacks, which is a way to say I'm gonna spend a little bit of stress to do a flashback to establish that we planned for this. Except okay. that in this, it's not gonna be we planned for this. It's gonna be we're gonna put me and a bunch of scientists in another room and dump a bunch of stuff on a table and say, This is what they've got, how do we fix it? Yeah, so it's not kind of, it's not flashbacks. It's like, but it's taking that. It's the step aside. It's a break. Solve. It's a breakout session. It's a breakout <laughs> session. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because that is the thing breakout that happens. Scenes. Like that happens in in Apollo thirteen. That happens in every big yeah. mission control movie. And the other thing that I want, I know that I need to have, is a downtime. Everybody is at somebody's house having a barbecue. Okay. Because that is also a thing that happens in every <laughs> mission control like space movie is that everybody goes to the barbecue before the mission or something like that. That's great. That's great. That that gives me almost um uh I can't remember the name of it. Firebrands kind yeah. of vibe of like let's take a second, let's do this mechanized narrative uh mm-hmm. procedure. Yeah, very like, much. Like what do we do what do we do at the barbecue? We answer these questions. Yeah. Because that's that's exactly <laughs> what like um the there are these downtime scenes in uh Neon Black that are so good. And like uh I'll give you an example, 
which is um, that there is a one of the downtime systems. So you do you have your downtime stuff that you do, and this is mm-hmm. what I come. Kind of, I think I'm imagining the barbecue being one of these scenes. Um, one of them is uh, you select from this list of scenes, um, and you do one of them at the beginning of every, at the end of every downtime. Um, okay. After all the characters have done their own individual downtime stuff, and like so, the example scene that I'll tell you about is it's a it's a walkout, an anti corporation demonstration that gets ugly and so okay. it says people in the city aren't aren't happy uh stuff is happening with the with the uh with your heists and the and the the um the corporations corporations are evil because they're corporations the game yes. is unequivocal about that and then mm-hmm. and then you go through and you answer these questions and then it sort of says like you can either take turns answering them in person or you can set this as a scene or you can just decide what happened here but the questions are like what was the event? Who helped organize it? Who yeah. from the community shows up? Who from your group shows up? How do the corporations make it violent? Do they call the cops? Mm-hmm. This is <laughs> like this is where my, yeah. this yeah. is one of my favorite things. The game. So this is like this is exactly the bullet point of what it says. How do the corporations make this violent? Do the cops show up and get aggressive? Do corporate agents try to start dragging people away? How many drones show up and what do they do? Which factions are evolved? Remember, villain, r- the rich are villains and communities rule. The game the, yeah, is so, like, that's awesome. so it show, And it shows you with those questions that are like extremely leading exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So um, I think and I, I think that when you've got like these downtime scenes that like, you know, they might be fun to play out, but probably just as fun to just answer some questions then move it on some of them we played it was interesting some of them we played out some of them we just sort of like like the the walkout we did that we just sort of yeah. established who was where and what happened there is yeah. one where you play an exact <laughs> one of the ba- the most fun ones is you play an executive meeting uh meeting where you step nice. out of your characters and you play um members of a board of one of the (laughs) evil companies and you decide what evil thing you're going to do next and then hand that to the gm on a platter (laughs) that's extremely fun and so we all i played like the ceo of this corporation and they and somebody else played the ceo of that corporation and then like (laughs) you choose like um are you gonna like sever a utility are you gonna repurpose some corporate products are you going to destroy an allied faction? Are you going to hack some system? Are you going to put drones everywhere? Are you going to deploy corporate <laughs> agents? And you just and you kind of get to just be like meddling evil bad guys for a second. Yeah. That's fun, you know? And like and I think that, that there is fun in just having like uh the the press conference. Yeah. You know. Do you want to give a press conference? Maybe not. And that's Maybe. where the fact that it lets you it gives you a framework to have the players step out of their characters for a second. Yeah. Is those are the scenes I think where you might you might do some where you're in character at the barbecue at the the mission controller's house, but maybe yeah. those are the scenes where you're you're playing the astronauts doing a press conference. Yeah, because most of the time you're not playing the astronauts. Yeah, um, no, that's true. Most of the time, yeah, the, the, the GM is playing the astronauts. The 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 astronauts uh, get like the 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 best burgers at the cookout. And- mm-hmm. And and like they ran out of buns by the time you get one and yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah I, I don't I haven't figured out what helping looks like I do like the idea that the more bond you have the more it costs but the more effect it has I need to figure out what that looks like for this mm-hmm. 
Do you know what kind of like mechanical roll system or anything like that you're using? Probably. I mean, both both the alien system and Forge in the Dark use a, a dice pool. Yeah, yeah. Where you're rolling between one and four die usually, um, and then looking for successes. Okay, cool. In in or, or what it is is it's in aliens you're looking for the number of sixes and in blades you're taking the highest die roll of the dice pool i think i like that better both of them you're looking for hits yeah yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah i haven't figured out what the actions look like i have to figure out what the playbooks are um yeah but i like this idea of like here is our here we're doing a mission here is our like here's our faction like instead of having a faction playbook it's like what's the launch system? What's the the spaceship look like? Kind yeah, of. yeah. And, you know, and I think that I'm interested in in one of the things I'm going to explore as I try to write this game at some point in my life is like in in tying the that more closely to a playbook mm-hmm. because in most Forge the Dark games, you're choosing your community, you're choosing which kind of heist crew you are. You're choosing what kind of whatever you are. And then you're, you're upgrading that and building that over the course of the campaign. Yeah. Um, and, but you're not really, you're never really going to change it. And I wonder about a game where it's designed for you to change that a little bit more. Okay. Um, and if that's still interesting, like if you have, like, obviously if you're doing, a like a one shot where you're doing like if you're trying to play apollo 13 or if you're trying to play Mm -hmm. armageddon like you're doing one you know those two same very similar movies basically the same movie actually you're you're talking about i don't know a lot about movies but i bet that structurally those are the same movie you're doing like one launch to save the day yeah or something like that but if you're doing like if you're doing more freeform campaign play where you have maybe your own missions like that you're designing, you might switch between rocket systems to to achieve different things. Like there might Mm -hmm. be a a rocket system that's more designed to set up a base on the moon or a colony, like a colony ship to Mars or a local orbit kind of ship. And maybe you switch them out and maybe you, you do sort of legacy style, make changes to upgrade them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just kind of interested to see how how the game holds up. If you, if, if you plan on switching those things out more often. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because that that I think is maybe taking on a new a new sort of technology, a new mm-hmm. sort of task, right? Uh is and but I had not really realized that that campaign play was something you were aiming towards. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's something I'm interested in in achieving cool. potentially. Okay. Like I want the game to be fun for for if you're playing Armageddon. But I also want the game to be fun if you want to play Kerbal Space Program and do like a, a campaign of like or like up the Apollo program where you do like longer term play. Okay, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm not sure that it's going to work, but I'm interested in exploring it. Yeah. And and I mean, honestly, that's like the most important thing, right? Is that you're interested in exploring the thing that you're exploring. Yeah. Yeah. And if it works. Cool. If it doesn't, you can always rescope and, and look yeah, at yeah, yeah. what's making, what is working, what are the fun parts, right? But that's where those three systems kind of just jumped out at me recently and said something something about these three things, especially, I think, yeah. the way that, like, 
the way that the luck works and the way that stress and panic works, I think are just yeah. very interesting to me. That stress, the stress system. Really, I think finding a way to slam the stress and panic system from Alien into Forge in the Dark, I think that's going to be the winning combination for what I'm looking to try to achieve. I could almost see a thing where on each character's sheet, like for the playbook, you've got like two systems you're in charge of. Yeah. And what system each of those relays to if they break down Mm -hmm. or even just like a little list of like, like whatever I, I I know so little (laughs) 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 navigation. Yeah. Uh, And then under that, it has like your calamities Mm. and then like one of your calamities that's specific for that is like, uh, it trips, it trips into this other system. Yeah, I think, uh, that's, I think that's good. I think that, like, one of the things that's nice about the way that the Calamity works in Neon Black is that, like, yeah. you choose it. You as the player yeah. are choosing to have it happen, and you are choosing to make it... Like, you're choosing to make it happen, and for the most part. Like, there are, mm-hmm. I guess there are mechanics that, um, that cause you to mark stress, but for them yeah. to, to spend luck. But for the most part, if if you're running out of stress, it's because you decided to resist or you decided to help yeah. somebody. So you're choosing to have this. You're saying this is the time that I'm fine with a calamity happening. Yes. And then you are choosing which calamity. Yeah. Is the one yeah. you're going with. And and I used I used calamity. I was thinking more in terms of like the panic reactions. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I think. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a kind of an um I have thought about not I think that this is gonna just be too much, but I have thought about if this game could be GMless. Okay. Because one of the things that I kind of like is if I'm really taking the hard stance that like we have one person who's the navigation person and one person who's the the engineer and one person who's the physicist, then they like sort right, of own their right. little like they own their little wheelhouse. And then they become the person who, like, can speak truth about what those systems are seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like, you know, trying to make sure that. I mean. The Sega principle is not like is not gospel, but like, you know, making sure that they're not creating and then solving all their own problems, I think, makes some sense. Yeah. Well, that's where that's where, like, the the one the. um the the role that the GM plays is the role of the Capcom, who in the mission yeah. control system is the the person who talks to the crew, and yeah. because what they're doing is they're they're being the, they're playing the crew and conveying what the crew is conveying to you, and so they're going to tell you about what the systems are doing, what calamities happen, what bad things happen to the ship, what the crew yeah. is succeeding at, failing at, so on and so on. Um, and they're sort of becoming the eyes and ears of mission control. And I do see how that could be covered as a group definitely yeah um i i think that there's something i don't know i i i don't read a ton of jamless games if i'm being really honest um but when i was working on xoxo um i was looking at uh xoxo just quick recap it's it's riverdale it's pretty little liars whatever (laughs) um it's uh supposed to be jamless uh there's a big mystery but we don't care that much about the mystery we care about the interpersonal drama 
Um, I was having it so that each playbook uh, has specific things that they get to tell the truth about mm-hmm. for the big mystery that we don't care that much about. So, like, if you are the jock, you get to describe jock stuff, you know, like big, yeah. strengthy things related to the mystery. Um, And I, I don't know how much there is of that, of like, not saying like you define this thing, but saying when you define things, do it from this lens. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, that, that that might be useful. That might not be. Um, one of the things that I do really like that I think is is more central to the mechanic in Wander yeah. Home. But Wander Home has like a you can always do this, you can always say this, and like I yeah. really like that as a thing to put on playbooks <laughs> now. Yeah, like I think every game should have like a you can always say maybe we should check the 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 radar system first or like. Maybe we should uh, run another, uh, another, uh, do another dry run, or like <laughs> let's run a let's run another demo. Let's run the numbers one more time. Like, yeah, I feel like that makes sense. Like as a way of guiding, you, yeah, what they yeah, create. Exactly, it, it guides you in what uh, in what's the kind of the way that your character is interacting with this problem. Yeah, so that's what's kind of been in my brain recently. Um. I think we're getting to the end of maybe this episode. Okay. Um, I I think I have finished. I I guess it's been a little bit since I since we did this, but like I think I have finished the Grand Gridiron game. Yeah, I think so. I was I was re- I've read through. I think the most recent version. It's uh, it's looking great. I went through. Yeah, I I fleshed out a couple things. I reworded a couple things. Um, yeah. I pulled out some of the art that wasn't good. I redid the cover. Um, <laughs> I made sure all the art I was using was is public use domain stuff. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. I have to figure out. I started setting up an itch.io site for myself. Um, okay. My, I think I have come around on. I do. I do want to try to run this game and the fantasy league <laughs> this year. Yes. So um, <laughs> I'll be probably tweeting more about that. To get, I think we need to like get ten people involved. I think I've heard from like three or four, three or four different people that that ten is about the is what you'd be about looking for. Yeah, so that checks out. Checks we'll out. see. Uh, I'll probably. I would love to play with all of all of our listeners. So if you're interested, reach out to me. Um, and we'll we'll figure it out. Don't reach out to me. Uh, I'm gonna be the winner of the league. Okay. Uh, so. So don't even try. <laughs> but yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll probably either I think I haven't settled enough when we try to just do this in the stop back and roll Discord or in another Discord. Um, I was playing around with uh, forums, which I think works really well for this. So I might just do that in, in the stop back and roll Discord just to keep everything central there. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I want to try it out. Or in a notion. Yeah, it could be that too. That's a little bit um there's no communication place there though. Yeah, yeah. Um and I did I did after I finished uh the Grand Gridiron game dive back into a space between a little bit. Oh so. awesome. There's something about like just like banging out a game or banging yeah. out a concept that you have that just like helps build 
the other things that you're working on. I I spent you know? like I think I said this before, but I spent a little bit of time doing the layout for the Grand Great Iron game. Yeah, and it got me excited to do layout for a space between. That's awesome. Which I have to finish to do layout for. So I was gonna. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say that that y- you are moving in that kind of direction, though. You're, you're yeah. close to being able to start working on that. Yep. I started going through the rest of the cards. I have to I have to go through the the lighthouse cards and make like the lighthouse cards are harder than the hauler cards. Okay. Um, okay. They have more choices. They have more things. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's that. There's a couple cards that I want to pull out and maybe find someone to do like a sensitivity read on. Um, okay. So I have to try to find someone and, and pay them. Uh, yeah. And then uh, and then put this thing together. Maybe finally let That's you and awesome. Jeff play it. Yeah, I don't know why James has spent all of these seven years not letting me and Jeff play a space between. It was hard. It's messed up. It's messed up. You guys were pretty um, pretty aggressively trying to play it, and I was pretty aggressively we... trying to not work on it. I mean, I, I will say we, we pretty aggressively used the hashtag yeah, probably five or six different times. Yeah. Uh, five or six different days that we used the hashtag extremely aggressively. <laughs> but uh, I didn't, for example, uh, open the notion that I know contains it and I think I have access to. It's <laughs> true, yeah, I have. In order I have, to play the game. I think I game. have shared the game in its, I, in its entirety with you before. I, I have access to the game in its entirety, I'm relatively sure. Or I shared and something I with not... you in its entirety as a way of throwing you off. Oh, I see. I think that There's you no shared to it to me before, you, before Jeff and I started complaining that you Ooh. are not letting us play it. But then that might but, not be uh, the the new one because that's true. I, every time I open be. a new year, uh, every time I do a new year on one, I uh, I uh, I change it out to a new. Oh, a new you know notion. what? You know what? I may have taken. I it don't away. think I do have access to it. I think I think I don't have access anymore. <laughs> I think I took it away. I have a crawling city. Nope. And that's a- <laughs> Protean City Comics. Yeah. So uh, you yeah. do not have. I don't. I don't. I gave you a tantalizing taste at some point in the past. Probably, yeah, probably the 2019 one. I but definitely I, had access at one point. Yeah. To like four or five years of it, I think. Yeah, I had. I got. Yeah. I think I finally downloaded or got rid of the 2018 one, but I have the 2019. Okay. I have 2020, and then the 20. I have worked on it so infrequently that 2021 became 2022 <laughs> and became 2023. Um, so the 2023 one is the one that's like fully up to date and done. Almost done. I, it's actually occurring to me. I might not even have have actually uh, had access. I may have just you may have just shared it to me while we were uh, while we were recording. Mm. Yeah, just shared to the web, which I'm going to. But fix either now. way, either way. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't let us do it Unshared. and it's messed up it's yeah. frankly disturbing yeah yeah i'm disturbed that's fine <laughs> but uh yeah so if you were listening to this um and whether or not you've been listening to us for seven years or <laughs> however long it's been um if I think you were seven years thank you first of all for putting up with us mm-hmm. and all of our not game designing <laughs> <laughs> um 
But if you're interested in playing fantasy football with us, I guess we're going to pivot to a sports <laughs> podcast. Um, reach out to me. Uh, don't don't tweet at us together at Stop Hack and Roll, but do tweet at me individually at and the meltdowns. Honestly, you're pretty much the steward of the Twitter. I used to be good about also being a steward of the Twitter, but I'm not anymore. So you could do at Stop Back and Roll. That's true. But definitely don't do at Leon Gambetta. Uh, yeah, never the winner Brandon. of. No one should ever tweet at me. <laughs> if, you, if you give me $7,500, I'll stop tweeting about games. <laughs> uh, that's a little bit of little bit of board game discourse right there. Um uh, I don't even remember what I was supposed to say. Oh, you can find our games. Nope, you can find our episodes. All of the episodes. Seven years of episodes. Can oh. you believe it? At www.stopackandroll.com We make this podcast the support of our Patreon backers. Folks like Brian Pemberton, Marty Chadoric, Brett Voles, Cheesy McSqueezy, Ryan Goldstein, Evan Nyquist, Greg Walters, Devin White, Osbian, and Jason Detman. If you'd like to help support this show or any of our future shows, check us out at patreon.com slash stop, hack, and roll. If you'd like to support us without uh, getting finances involved in it, uh, come join our community and uh, start ta- talking with us. Talk about uh, hashtag let Brennan and Jeff play a space between. Uh, talk about the, the league maybe joining in there. Yeah, uh, we'll have to figure and- out if um, if I'm gonna make the if we do it in the stop back and roll discord we'll have to maybe we'll have to do an audience uh channel like I oh, was, that'd be fun I was thinking that I was gonna make I was gonna create like a um a role for people who could yeah. who were playing and make it private yeah. for just that but maybe I'll make it public but not postable that, I think that could be fun and then have I like think, an audience channel yeah I, I think that's a neat way to do it um and uh, you can get to that at tinyurl.com slash shr discord. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You, can. you seemed really hesitant. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what's true anymore after seven years. Um, if you're feeling stressed about there being seven years of episodes, maybe you just maybe you just started listening to this episode right now. Uh, you jump straight to an hour in. Um Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right this moment and you're feeling <laughs> stressed yelling. You, you you jumped an hour in and you heard six seven years of podcasts you're feeling a little stressed about that um don't forget that you can avoid panicking by always remembering to stop hack and roll <laughs>